we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. How y'all feeling out there? I feel amazing. Yeah. I, I could I could finally breathe again. I think the last seven days I had a cold. You still sound sick. And I feel a lot better than I was before. I couldn't breathe. It was nasally. It was mm. I was coughing. It wasn't yeah. COVID. I kept testing myself, but Yeah, we talked about that behind the scenes because I had the same thing. But I you know, I'd be getting like seasonal bronchitis. 
Mm-hmm. So like I had, I went to the doctor yesterday to get like uh, the the pump and the um the steroid. They, what they stick it down your throat for the bronchitis? What do you, no, they don't stick nothing down your throat. Okay, I'm asking. I don't know. No, nah, they know. They just. Uh, I mean, if you if you've had bronchitis before, you kind of know, and then they can check to see if like your uh, I guess your your lungs are inflamed, maybe really? whatever it is. They gave me the uh, the pump yesterday and um, mm-hmm. the steroid because I was feeling the same way the past couple of weeks, nasally coughing for no damn reason. Yeah. Thinking it's COVID, doing all these COVID tests, it's not COVID, but you know. You know, I never had allergies until the pandemic. I've never had until allergies. Until you got the vaccine? Say it. It, might, it might be. Say it. But you say know, when I, when I was younger, it. I had allergies, and I had bronchitis, but I don't have any of that now. No, well, I never I think had bronchitis allergies. never goes away. No, it doesn't. Say. It doesn't. But I haven't had any symptoms or anything since I was like a teenager. Bronchitis is like herpes, I guess. It pops mm. up on you, you know, you get outbreaks from time to time, mm. I guess. And and they when they tested, they found out I was allergic. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, forget it. What are you to allergic what? to? Glizzies? Wood. You mean allergic to wood? That was like I'm allergic to certain parts, certain types of wood. Certain. Huh? Okay. <laughs> See, I knew it. That's cute. That's why you get sick in here? Oh my! I like that. <laughs> what are you saying? All right. That's crazy. All right. That is crazy. What are you saying? Royce the five what nine to be joining saying, us this bro? morning. I'm not. I'm just telling you. This guy is wow. How am I wild? I'm just telling say you. Yeah, monkey pox. This guy is crazy. <laughs> this guy is crazy. This guy's crazy. Royce the 5'9 will be joining us this morning. <laughs> this guy is wild. Yes, Detroit's own. Detroit's own. So we're going to kick it with Royce the 5'9. Of course, you know Royce uh, was signed to Eminem at one time, part of Slaughterhouse. Is lyricist when it comes to this rap-ish. So we got an artist now, too. Courtney, uh, Courtney Bell. Courtney Bell. Yeah, Courtney Bell. So we're going to be talking. Courtney's going to be here with him. In a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Man, let's talk about the woman, Nicole Lorraine Linton. She's being charged with five counts of vehicular manslaughter. If you guys saw that video in the L.A. area that crashed that killed five people, including a pregnant woman, we'll talk about her in court. Six counts of murder and uh, five counts of vehicular manslaughter. My goodness. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? All right. Well, let's start with Nicole Lorraine Linton. She's 37 years old. She is now being charged with six counts of murder and five counts of vehicular manslaughter. You saw this video that went viral. The car just sped through the light going over 100 miles per hour Mm -hmm. and plowed into multiple vehicles in Windsor Hills. And here is what the Los Angeles County District Attorney had to say about her sentence. Tragic crash to kill six people mm. and injure six others. Uh, Ms. Nicole Litton will be charged with six, six counts of murder and five counts of gross vehicular manslaughter. Preliminary investigation shows that Litton may have been traveling at approximately 90 miles an hour when she ran through a solid red light. If convicted as charged, Ms. Litton faces up to 90 years to that's how it always is, right? Oh, the man. person that did the speeding or the drunk driver or the person that broke the law, they live but everybody else dies. She was hospitalized with moderate injuries, but Mm-mm. the DA said that she was expected in court. We saw those pictures of her in court, too. One woman, Ashley Ryan, 23 years old, she was headed to an appointment with her obstetrician mm. when her vehicle was struck. Her boyfriend um, and her 11-month-old were also killed. Mm-mm-mm. I hate stories like this. I tell y'all damn near every day, uh, you know, all we trying to do it when we wake up in the morning is avoid crazy. And sometimes crazy will run right into you in the form of uh, situations like oh this. And, like, gosh. we all collectively got to rely on the most unpredictable thing ever to keep each other safe. And that's our own human behavior. All right. Now let's talk about Ahmad Arbery. 
Um, so Travis and Greg McMichael, the father and son, um, they were convicted of murdering Ahmad Arbery, and they were both given 35 years in prison, an additional sentence of life in prison. Then, well, the neighbor was given 35 years in prison, William Roddy Bryan, and they were given um, life in prison for federal hate crime charges. So a judge also required that Travis McMichael, Greg McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan serve their sentences in state prison. They were trying to go to federal prison. They requested that by their attorneys, but instead they'll have to serve their sentences, all three of them, in state prison. And um, here's Ahmaud Arbery's parents talking about the life sentence. I'm very proud to say that we finally got justice for Ahmad on a federal level. It was hard to look at them every day as a father, and they show no more for how they took his life. That's the thing that really bothered me real bad. And then they act for mercy. They didn't give him no mercy that day. So we don't want no mercy for those Michael. They didn't give us none. They didn't give him none. That's right. None at all. I was more anxious to see was he going to address the, the parents of Ahmad and also to the family of Ahmad. And Travis chose not to even say that he was sorry. So it really showed the court. It showed the family. It showed... Everybody who's been saying just for a mile, what kind of people really took my son away? Yeah. I don't feel sorry for none of them crackers. Right. Okay. And to flashback, Arbery was minding his business, going for a jog. And that's when the McMichaels, uh, Travis and Greg McMichael, father and son, went and harassed him, tracked him down, and killed him. They earned every bit of the, every bit of the, the sentences they got. They earned every single day, every minute. Absolutely. Now, again, like we said, the neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, is not going to get a life sentence. He got 35 years in prison. And according to reports, they, that was because it was necessary to distinguish Bryan from the McMichaels, in part because unlike his neighbors, he did not bring a gun with him when they chased him out Arbery. Um, it is not lost on the court that two men brought guns to that situation that had their worst effect, and you weren't one of them. This is what was said in court. And the judge added that Brian was still deserving of an awfully long sentence. By the time you serve your federal sentence, you would be close to 90 years old. But again, Mr. Arbery never got the chance to be 26. Mm, mm, mm. Let Chris Rock get some, man. Cracker ass cracker! There you go. All right. Well, that is your front page news. My goodness. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800 800- 585-1051 Vent You can tell us something positive Whatever's going on in your life Call us up right now It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club This is your time to get it off your chest Whether you're mad or blessed So you better have the same energy We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club Hello, who's this? Carla Hey Carla, get it off your chest Okay, um, I live in a racist city in Michigan, Taylor. Uh And I'm tired of my white neighbors asking me where I came from because I don't look like a normal black person. And then I hate when they call me the N-word or anything besides my name. Why do they call you the N-word all randomly? And how come you don't know how to pronounce cracker back? Um, Because I was always taught not to... um, when I um, received hatred, I was always taught not to give it back. Um, I'm just walking down the street. They say, oh, there goes another N-word, or, what? and I don't like it. Wow. Well, They take my Black Lives Matter flags off my grass and everything else. Wow. Have you went to the police department and, and complained? I went to the police department. They said, oh, they're just words. And I asked them, I said, well, if wow. I called you out your name or if I did other things to you 
how would you feel? They told me I need to get over it because I'm an adult. And what about the destruction of property, the fact that they are taking things off of your property? They said there's no proof, and I said I have cameras. They're always coming up with some excuse and asking me what did I do for them to even say anything to me. And I said being black in America walking down the street. Well, you can do two things. You can either uh, move or you can, uh, Michelle Obama said, when they go low, uh, you go high. I say when they go low, you can take it to the floor with them. I don't think there's anything wrong with a person. If a white man calls you the N-word, a white person calls you the N-word, and you reply back to them cracker-ass crackers, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or if you got cameras, you know exactly who's doing your stuff, right? Yes, sir, I do. And you show the police the cameras? Yes, I did. Oh, then I would have to release the footage. I'd put it on my Facebook. I'd put it on my social media, let that, that let it go, and, and hopefully one of their bosses... Or see it and, and fire their ass, or find out where one of them work and send it to one of their bosses. And you're the only black person in this neighborhood? Actually, no. Um, the, all the other uh, black people there, they have the same problems. And, you know, they're like, okay, well, we should get together and not put up with it. And I'm like, I'm trying not for the old me to come out, you know. The Redford High School me come out because I used to be very scandalous, and I don't want to, I don't want that. That Man, come out y'all got to click up. Y'all got to click up. Unity and group operation is a must, and y'all got to put the fear of God in these people. I ain't saying resort to violence or nothing like that, but there's nothing wrong with your mouth. When they throw a slur at you, you could throw a slur back. Thank you very much. I, I don't see a problem with that. Right, you too. Mama. And if you got Thank a little you. money, if you got a little money, I buy myself a nice big dog, and I will, and I would have that dog patrol my property. So next time that they, 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 they come on my property, you let that dog take care of and protect your house. Thank you so much, and I will. All right, man. Get a white dog, though. Make sure it's white. Get a black dog. No, don't get a black dog. They're going to shoot that punk-ass black dog. Get you a nice white dog. <laughs> Hello, Big-ass white dog. Confuse them. Yeah, what's the word, bro? It's Mello. Mello. What's poppin'? Hey, Mello. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Yo, listen, man. I just want to call right now, and I want to give my girl a special shout-out. You know, it was her birthday last week. You feel me? And I want to do something I haven't done in a while. I want to sing to her if that's okay with y'all. Good. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Why you ain't customize it? Why you ain't say her name? Because, bro, like, people want to take my life, and you know what I mean, and mess with my wife, and I don't want that to happen. We don't know. How, what, what, what if you got three or four girls, Mello, and, like, two of them had birthdays last week, so you just singing a generic song to cover all your bases? Well, at the same time, I'm a black man, and black men don't cheat. You know, the, there you go. There you go, King. There you go. You're there you go. You shut me up. Have there you go, bro. Exactly. You feel me? And like I said, you know, she's working on her business right now, and I'm so proud of her. So if y'all want to reach out, follow her, Melissa Renee, agency on the gram, and tap in. You feel me? Get some health insurance. Let's, let's get outside. You just told me you didn't want to say her name. Now you just said her name. Salute to Melissa no, Renee, Melo. Yeah, why would you do that? Going, why did I do that? You, you just it. did it, Mello. You reiterated her name, though. Like, you know what I was trying to do. You could have just let it rock. You My fault, me. man. Salute to Mello and Melissa Renee. I wish y'all the best. I send y'all nothing but positive Melissa! energy, love, and light. Love Shout out, you, Melissa bro. Renee. Okay? Get it off Big MR. 800-585-1051. If you need to vet, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Dallin. I'm Dallin. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm Dallin. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Ayo. Ayo, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Peace off your chest, mama. I was calling because about this um, lawyer. My son was detained in jail and they wouldn't give him a, a, a court court a, a, a bail court date. And so we hired a lawyer and the lawyer was saying that if he did the first plea, they would charge us $1,400 because they made us give them $3,400. What was the charge? So violation on his probation. Mm. And so they said, if you give us $3,400, we'll take the case. 
So we gave them $3,400, and they broke the thing down. They said $1,400 would go to the first plea, $2,000 would go into a, a racket, uh, like an account, just in case you got to go to trial or judification court. Well, my son took, took the first plea, and they kept all the money, and they were so nasty about it. And, the, and then the, I was told that it was written in the contract that either he take the first plea or not, whether he take the first plea or not, they keep the whole $3,400. And I'm like, but that's wrong. Well, I'm sorry you he had a bad experience, Mama. County, they stole money from us. They stole the money. They, they talk about we don't get anything back, even though my son took the first plea for the $1,400. Well, I'm sorry for you, Mama. I'm sorry that you had that bad experience. So I just tell people, be careful when you go to lawyers and try to get lawyers to help your loved ones out there. There's some really bad lawyers out there. Okay. Well, thank you, and, and I'm sorry that you, again, you lost that money. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is DJ Echo from the 757. 757. Peace, Echo. What up, Echo? What's good, brothers? What's going on? Get hey, it off man, your chest. I just want to speak about this, uh, the sentencing. I'm so glad they man got what they got had coming to them. Absolutely. Because... Mm -hmm. Speaking of the white people, we tired. <laughs> we is tired of seeing people get away with stuff that they shouldn't get away with. And we tired of being looked at like all of us the same, because we not all the same. And even though the men got what they had coming to them, at the end of the day, it won't payment enough. It'll never be payment enough because that, that young man can't live out his life. And people lost a son, a brother, a cousin, friend, and all that stuff. And he'll never be able to get to live out his life. I agree with you, Ken. You're absolutely right. It's just, it's just frustrating. So that's all I had to get off my chest. Yes, right, sir. Brother. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got uh, rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and this one is complicated. Fetty Wap has been uh, arrested. And we'll tell you what he did. It's a threatening FaceTime call. But why did he even do that? Interesting story. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Fetty Wap. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Fetty Wap is in jail after being arrested in New Jersey, and that is for allegedly threatening to kill someone and also flashing a gun on a FaceTime call. He already had been out on a $500,000 personal recognizance bond because of uh, allegations that he worked with a crew of five other people to traffic more than 100 kilos of drugs in Long Island. Now, he did plead not guilty to that last year in October. And so prosecutors are saying he violated the conditions of his release with that threatening phone call that took place December 11th. That led to his arrest. So the reason why he said he did this, though, according to his attorney, uh, she said her client was entrapped on the phone call by someone who had days earlier posted a photo of his dead four-year-old daughter and said, I'm happy she's dead because her father is a rat. So that's the person that he was threatening in the FaceTime call. So the person that, that said that taped it and then told on him? Yeah, so his attorney <laughs> saying the that this was entrapment. According to his attorney, he was very manipulative in trying to get a rise out of Fetty Wap to agitate him in a way no parent should have to face the death of one's four-year-old daughter. And the judge did say he was sympathetic to anyone who lost a child, but ordered that he be detained because he was clearly deploying a gun to threaten to kill someone. How they know it was a real gun? How they know it wasn't a fake gun? 
I don't know how they know anything, but clearly that person did it on purpose. And... That's so whack. I, I'll tell you what else is whack. Nobody is ever going to make me mad enough to look at a phone screen and scream at it. You're right. Like, you can't shoot anyone over FaceTime, bro. You're right. Like, like, what's the, like, what's the point of that at the end of the day? I'm going to always be the old head who will never yeah, understand right. why people do things like that. Right. Yeah, but you know what? You know, somebody <clears throat> saying something about your four-year-old daughter that died on social media, who knows how you might react? You know, people act out of character and do yeah, things like yeah, that. I mean, that's right. insane to me. But you're on probation. You got to think a lot smaller. I know, but he wasn't thinking at that moment. And that person yeah. knew. Well, that's the and problem. Now and now he's off the streets. But the thing that's is. That's a hard thing, though, if, because emotionally, like, you're so mad. But what's you know. the, what is screaming at your phone going to do? It doesn't do anything, but what I is just... Screaming at the fa- what is screaming at somebody through FaceTime, waving a gun going to do? I can't imagine what it must feel like to have to even react to something like but that. But if I'm Fetty, well, um, I'm going to say it's a water gun. If it was, yeah, and if it, it's not, it's not it a, was a problem. problem. They can't, it, they can't prove. It. I, I, really? I, I agree with that. If it was in person, I can understand him losing his cool like that. But you had to think to look at the FaceTime and pull the gun and wave it. Like, come on, man. But I will say this though: when somebody talks about your kids, you lose it. Like you, especially you, your daughter who died you at four. You just mm-hmm. see red. I've been there before. But you can't do anything to them through the phone. You're right. Is what I'm saying. Uh, that's logical. But right. at times like that, illogical things happen. You know. Right. That's, that's right. why it's entrapment. But you got to be careful because they will try to trick you off the street like they just did. All right. Now Drake has reacted to his father getting a portrait tattoo of him. Did y'all see this tattoo yeah. on his dad's arm? I didn't know that was his dad. <laughs> Drake posted, "I was just sitting here thinking, why would you do me like this? We family." So I guess he didn't really think the <laughs> the tattoo looked like him, and he did have a little slight duck lips in there. It looked a little crazy. And a I, little crazy. That it, don't even look like Drake. Look His father, crazy. Dennis Graham, posted, ha, 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 I had 16 people to try and straighten this out. They're hurting me. <laughs> So I guess even his dad is like... I promise you I didn't know that was Drake. When I saw that, I, before I read the caption, you who I thought that was? What's the, what's the young man who sang that song from New York? Whoopsie. What was his name? CJ. That's who that... That's who that... That's whoopsie. Whatever. That's who that tattoo looked like. That changed the whole meaning of that song. I was like, who that is whoopsie? That's who that tattoo looked like. All right. Now, The Rock. How did The Rock and Party end up in a bit of a a situation, which I think was supposed to be a joke, but we'll talk about it. But this is all because The Rock was uh, sharing his desire to be one of Megan Thee Stallion's pets. Now, in a recent interview with The Rock and uh, Kevin Hart for their new movie, DC League of Super Pets. Here's the clip that Party was responding to. Celebrity would you want to be a pet to? Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, that's a good one. Why Megan Thee Stallion? Well, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> okay? All right. Well, Party responded and said, all our dogs is named after... Is it numbers or hashtags? Just teach your wife how to use seasoning. You'll be all right. Hilarious. Yeah. And so... Um, Why party think the rock wife don't use seasoning, man? <laughs> the party was joking. The rock got a white wife or something? I don't know. He, gotta have a white wife. Probably, right? I'm sure. Yes. And so after people were going in on party, he said, of all the things to be worried about, y'all think I'm mad at the rock? And then he put a little laughing emoji. He said, the comments started all our dogs. Uh, is that supposed to be numbers or hashtags? I'm not sure. And ended with Mona is my ish. I deleted it. Because it seemed like people took it wrong, thought maybe my joke was in poor taste. I thought it was hilarious, but I guess because I know party, so I know party sense of humor. So I, 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 I thought it was, I, I thought it was a joke. I knew he wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, we all knew he was. Well, we knew he was joking, but I don't know. But then maybe take. Uh, I guess he said something about his wife because The Rock said something about his girl, and so he threw her in there in the mix. I don't know. No, I think I, well, I don't know. Maybe I, I thought he was saying tell your wife use a little seasoning because you know seasoning will make a little thicker. It's house, baby. I thought it's because white people are known for not seasoning. I didn't know properly. he. Had, I didn't know he had a white. Didn't have had a white wife. 
All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Front page news. Next one we're talking about. Oh, the FBI has executed a search warrant, and that is for Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago property. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You don't need no other body. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? All right. Well, the FBI executed a search warrant yesterday at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Palm Beach, Florida. And that is part of an investigation into the handling of presidential documents, including classified documents. These documents were supposed to go to the National Archives, but apparently they may have been bought there, according to people familiar with the situation. He just now, kept the documents? He took them with him to Mar-a-Lago, even though it was supposed to go to the National Archives. And I was watching the news this morning. They said it looks like some of the things he tried to flush down the toilet some of those documents as they were doing a raid uh probably before or when the search no, he warrant wasn't, was executed. He, he wasn't he wasn't there but when they, they did, did say the you know some of those documents it looks like they had been flushed down they had documents that were flushed down the toilet when i was watching the news this morning now the fbi search included examining where documents were kept according to another person familiar with the investigation and boxes of items that were taken following the national archives recovering of white house white house records from mar-a-lago in recent months the fbi on monday had to verify that nothing was left behind now donald trump's son eric went on with sean hannity on fox and here's what he had to say sean my father never got so much as a speeding ticket in his life you know until he made one decision and that's to go down the escalators of mar-a-lago and spend a lot of money and go and actually fight for this country for the first time and he did a better job than anybody has ever done you know they went after him they went after all of us there's no family in american history that has taken more arrows in the back than the trump family every single time and you know what it's gone on past politics you look at the attorney generals you look at district attorneys all over the country all they want to do is they want to get donald trump they raise <clears throat> money on it they send fundraising emails about it they brag on camera about it All right. Now, the National Archives, which you know what they do, they collect and sort presidential material. They have said that previously at least 15 boxes of White House records were recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, including some things that were classified. So in early June, a handful of investigators went to the property seeking more information about potentially classified material from Trump's time in the White House that had been taken to Florida. Now, Republicans are furious about this. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, who leads the Senate's GOP campaign arm, tweeted out that that search was part of a history of the Biden administration's going after its political opponents without providing any supporting details. A separate source said it is Trump's team's understanding the investigation is related to the transfer of documents from the White House to Mar-a-Lago. Lago and that agencies several boxes of documents. And according to the Republican National Committee's chair, uh, they suggested that the FBI activity was a partisan attack. Countless times we have examples of Democrats flouting the law and abusing power with no recourse. And the only way to stop Democrats is to elect Republicans in November. Well, I'm going to talk about it more during Donkey today, but there's nothing to celebrate here, people. I see folks on social media dancing and celebrating and laughing like if this doesn't lead to charges none of this matters if they don't charge him none of this matters and this will just make him more invincible make him look more teflon when they actually charge him and you see trump on the front page in handcuffs that's when you should say okay great great the fbi is doing their job because i told y'all one of the four things that needs to be done to protect democracy is to hold everybody accountable who had a hand in this attempted coup and if this is leading to that great but right now it's nothing to celebrate it's just noise 
And, you know, they're also talking about how having this investigation so close to the election is problematic, but they did not say that when they were investigating Hillary Clinton in October before the election. So it's just interesting now that the shoes on the tables are turned. It's an issue. Why would it be problematic for them? It's not like Trump is running in this election coming up. Well, they're saying it's just close to Republicans. He represents Republicans. The Republicans are furious, and they're saying that they're trying to turn. And he is also endorsing people. Mm. Who are running for office? Did so they check on that? Yeah, but that ain't gonna stop nothing. All all of these all of these people that are riding with uh, Trump and whoever he endorses, they don't care what these folks do because they think that it's a witch hunt. That's why it's Im- imperative that they charge him with a crime. Because if they do all of this and nothing comes of it, all he can say is another witch hunt. Once again, they've investigated me and found nothing. It makes him more invincible, mm. makes him more Teflon, makes his people love him more. Now, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, tweeted out, we're 100 days away from the midterm elections. President Trump is likely going to run again in 2024. No one is above the law. The law must be above politics. However, launching such an investigation of a former president this close to an election is beyond problematic. Well, they've been investigating them. So that... <laughs> So this is your front page news. I wonder if they checked under the mattress for all the papers. What? Because, you know, old people, they hide their stuff under the mattress. <laughs> well, Trump, you know, he, he, that, that's where the whole flushing of the toilet thing comes. Because that's where he, he's one of those old people that gets mad and rips things up and tries to flush them down the toilet. They'll never find it. Mm. Gotcha. Well, they that got pictures. It? I forgot who. Somebody wrote a book. Did and they got the toilet? They got pictures of uh, his, his, the papers with his handwriting in the toilet. No, I was Actually, kidding I when pictures. I said they'll never find it. That's I don't think you can flush things down the toilet and think it'll never be found. Wouldn't that clog up your toilet? Like, you're not supposed to flush paper down the toilet. Well, you can if you cut it up. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, let's talk this out. Let's let's open up the phone lines. I'm just curious. 800-585-1051. Has your house ever been raided? No. <laughs> Charlamagne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it when we come back. 800-585-1051. Has your house ever been raided? I mean, it happened to the president. Has it happened to you? Maybe it happened to your mama. Maybe you would no, have they, they, they definitely They definitely came to my mom, huh? They yeah. definitely came to my mom, huh? Yeah, they definitely came in my house. Door off the hinges and all that. We'll talk no, about it. No, they didn't kick the door down. Oh, they kicked the door down with me. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking. We were talking about the president. His house just got raided. We're asking, has your crib ever got raided? Angela Yee said no. Nope. Never happened to you? Never. Charlamagne? Yes. What happened? Uh, I mean, I talk about it in my first book, Black Privilege Opportunity Comes to Those Who Create It. But, I mean, uh, they had picked my pops up. Um, they had picked my pops up for something. They had my pops locked up, and they found, like, less than a gram of cocaine uh on my pops and they used that to come to our house and they actually knocked on the door and mm-hmm. um you know it was the whole unit and they asked they 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 said they told my mom either she can sign a warrant or they'll come back and kick the door down so my mom signed the warrant for them to you know search the house and only thing they found was less than a gram of cocaine in my room it was literally like a, a bag that was in the trash can that had some residue in it then they took me to jail and they had me and my pops uh you know, locked up, locked up room. for the weekend. Well, it was crack residue. It was residue from crack cocaine that I had in a bag, but the bag was empty, mm. and it was literally like just the residue on the bag. And they had me and my daddy sitting in the Berkeley County Detention Center for the weekend. Salute to my pops, man, cowboy out there. But I've been involved in a, I've been involved in a couple raids. Mm. Like I've, I've, I got arrested in a, a, a drug raid before, mm. but, and I got uh, charged with um, distributing. Marijuana, I believe it was. I don't even remember what the charge was now, but yeah, back in back in my days. Okay, another one I got away from. All right. Hit the woods. Yeah, I was in uh, <laughs> I was in college, and um, allegedly, uh, we were stealing. Oh well, we were stealing out of Costco, right? So we used to fill the shopping cart up with all types of things and just walk out. We would wear, we'd go on Sunday, we wear a suit, so they think we came from church. We walk out. Uh, the security guard who was in on it, uh, they didn't have cameras at Costco at the time, and uh. 
they went to every employee at Costco and was like, we caught you on camera. He mm. was the only one who was like, all right, you got me. And it was like, well, who else was involved? And of course, I was the DJ, so they said Envy. And they kicked down my door. Kicked down my door. Because you stole out of Costco? Yep. What did you steal, bro? <laughs> took every, allegedly stole out of Costco. But they, they kicked down my door. And uh, they took everything that was in my house. But stealing out of Costco. But stealing out of Costco. That is the most light-skinned goddamn story I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm okay. telling you. But they raided. They kicked the door down. I was they... out here selling crack, all right? And this dude was stealing out of Costco, okay? I mean, I was supplying the, the, the campus with DVD players back then. I was supplying crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I was selling quarter spoons of Man, they have my door. All right, seven grams of crack. Man. All right, cut it up in 20s. Okay, $100 off each gram you're supposed to make. Well, my rocks were a nice size. It I was, was DVD more like five hundred. They were three ninety nine at Costco. And I was selling them for one hundred and fifty dollars. Well, those were the days. Hello, who's this? Tanya. Hey, good morning. Talk to us, Tanya. Yes. Good morning, Angela. You need good morning. Peace. How are you? I'm doing good, gentlemen and ladies. Hi. Hey. I just um at the time my um my dad um was a drug dealer, and so. I was 18, I was going up to his house to go visit him and just realized that my dad's house was just raided. So actually by the federal. Um, kind of scary for me at the time walking into that and just seeing that and then he was taken away. So it was kind of a scary moment for me. Oh yeah, them feds don't play. I, I, I've, I've, I've seen a fed raid before. I've never been involved in one. All my raids were like, you know, uh, local police. Local police <laughs> but, I, but I've seen, I've pulled up places and like, oh shoot, them feds, boy, they... They be like a hundred deep. I ain't they got the nice matching jackets. <laughs> yeah, <I ain't>, <laughs> you come to my house now, you ain't gonna find nothing. Nothing. I would hope nothing. not. Why would they? What are you talking about? I hope about? you're not still stealing from Costco. No. BJ's now. Hello. No, I'm just joking. I'm wow. just joking. I'm just joking. Not that type. You giving people BJ's <laughs> now? Shut up, man. So hold on. If I come to your house, I'll get a free B. I'll find some free BJ's. <laughs> what, what are you, you saying? Joking? Hello? <laughs> this guy is wild. Hello? Hey. Good morning. Hello? Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. So tell us what happened okay, with you. So, uh, all right. Okay. So your topic, I'll be made for you or something. So my house got raided twice. Okay. Both times happened before I was in a dog. So the first time it was on Christmas Eve. Christmas I lived in, Eve. Yes. On Christmas Eve. Y'all want to talk about trauma. Okay. It was Christmas Eve. I'm trying to make this work. Christmas Eve, whenever we all left the house, my drama kids and stuff. So my parents and my mom and stuff, they all upstairs getting dinner together. And there's a bunch of stuff going outside. We didn't know, but I guess they had shot an officer down the street from my house, right? Damn. So why my neighbors tell the police that the man who shot the officer ran through my house? Oh, boy. Like, why is you lying? Man, listen. So then they put all the kids downstairs. So we just started hearing a bunch of, like, banging on the door. And everybody like, get out the house. They start saying our address and everything. So my uncle go outside to see what's going on. They got a gun pointed at my uncle. They make everybody come outside. My mom had no shoes on in the wintertime. It's snowing. We all outside now. They put us in a paddy wagon. They're going through our house. We, you know, after, you know, we getting traumatized, X, Y, and Z. So we go back inside. Why my mom and them was making burgers? Why they eat our burgers? Because tra trauma makes you hungry. Now you no, ain't gonna sit here. The cops ate her burgers. Oh, the cops yeah, ate yeah, our yeah, burgers. Our burgers. Yes, they ate our burgers while we was getting. They raided our house and eating our food they on hungry. Christmas Eve. Okay, so then the second time, the second time, I was living with my dad in Florida. Okay, he had his personal business. You know, he's doing what he's doing. Oh boy. So I'm in that room. I'm in my room chilling. I start hearing my door rattling. My door is rattling. 
I'm thinking it's probably my dad's friend banging on the door or something. I don't know. So I open the door. My dad let me live how I live. I open the door. I'm like, what the f- is y'all doing? So everybody is looking at the back door. Like, literally looking at the back door. I'm like, what's going on? Now I do. I've been here before. So the door keeps rattling. I start getting anxiety. I'm like, oh my goodness, they about to raise the house. So they going through the back door, but the front door open. A bunch of officers come in, you know, they in a SWAT uniform. They come in. I'm scared as heck. Mind you, the second time I've been through this, this officer points this huge gun at me. I go in my room. They all going through my stuff. They going through my room. They ask me if anybody in there, if anybody in there. I'm like, uh, no. He's like, why are you hesitant? You got a gun pointed at me? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not about to be immediately answering you. So we go outside, they running through my house, rummaging everything, they bagging up Kyrex, bagging everything up. They go outside, they trying to ask me questions. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you clearly. You're really invading my life, forget you. So then, you know, they take my dad to jail. It was crazy, like, Queen, Queen, can I ask you a question, Queen? So you've been involved in two drug raids? Well, one was a drug raid. The other the one was a one, misunderstanding. The, yeah, the, yeah, because they thought so. Okay. The second one was yes because of the drug raid. Well, Ooh. I just, I just want, I just, I, I just need you to know. God is telling me to tell you this. It's you. It's not you. It's you. It's not it's you. Me. It's you. You're it's the problem. You. You're, 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 you're. Ma'am, ma'am, it's you. It's not. It's you. You're the problem. No, she good. Ma'am, it's you. It's you. You the one common denominator in all of this. I want better for you though. I want better for me too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Thank you, Baba. That's where it starts. Eight hundred five eight. You gotta want better for you. The president's crib just got raided. We just asking, have your crib ever got raided? Call us up. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking, has your house ever got raided? 800-585-1051. We're talking about it because, of course, they raided the president's house. Uh, my house was raided before. Well, I ain't going to say my house. My apartment in when I went to college. Uh, Charlamagne's crib got raided before. Yee. My mama's crib my that I was staying at. That's, that's even worse. When you call something like that, yeah, that no, not I. Not, not I. He said, "Hello, who's this?" Kevin out of Detroit. Hey, Kevin, what up? What up, doe? Hey, sir. What's happening with you? What up, doe? What's right. happening? So, t- tell us the story, Kev. My, uh, they say, "Well, has has your house ever been raided?" Yeah, my house been raided three times back in a few weeks, some years ago. I ain't gonna say years and years like that, but oh, I say about ten. So, so at what point did you say, you know what? Let me not do nothing in the crib no more. So they stopped raiding the crib, brother. Well, the crazy part about it, it wasn't me doing anything in the crib. It was my mom. But they they raided three times, and two times they never found anything. What was your mom doing? And, yes. Uh, my mom, she from Detroit. She from the, <laughs> from the city, from the hood. He was, you got to ask that question? And we understand. So your, mom, so your mom got caught one time. Where was she hiding the drugs? She, she don't do it no more. So where was she hiding the drugs? I'm just curious. Well, before she was hiding them, and they never could find them. But the third time, she had just got on, and when she got her stuff, and you know, they, before she got a chance to even hide it, they got they came in the house and caught her with them. Hey. And when they they took her to jail, they told me they said, "You gonna let your mama go to jail?" 
Like, what you mean? I ain't, I ain't nothing I spoke. What am I supposed to do? Mama, mama, mama's responsible for her own choices. Mama's responsible for her own choices, King. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm always, like I said, my mom, you know, that's my mother. I ain't her father. Can I ask you a question, King? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Did your mama learn her lesson? Uh, Yeah, she did after that because... They had her going to all kind of programs and stuff, and I had to take her. There she and go. She was like, I don't Wait feel like doing this. So. Wait a minute. How old was your mother when she got? How old were you when your mother got locked up? Uh, she was like maybe sixty-six. Too old to be doing what she was <laughs> doing. How old were you? <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm. Uh, She's 30 years older than me. So you was thirty. She was sixty-six. When they came around, you just said, "I right, was thirty. See you later. Wow. I'm sorry. I said, "Wow." I said they came and. Arrested your mom. You was like, "All right, mom, see you later." Well, I actually, I was, I was in the car across the street. <laughs> and I, I ain't going over there. I ain't going over there. Goodness right. gracious! You're not her daddy. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Michelle. Michelle, hey Michelle. Has your house ever got raided? So not my house. Of course, I'm from Florida, and I decided to skip school ninth grade year, and was at a boyfriend's house, and his dad was the local drug dealer. So as I'm there skipping school for the first time, they decided to bust down the door. Wow. So you got and arrested. Don't make it seem like they did it for no reason now. <laughs> there was some suspicious activity happening. Wasn't there, ma'am? <laughs> it was a lot of suspicious activity. See what I'm saying? We always omit that part. <laughs> but one of the local officers who pulled up happened to know me from through the neighborhood because that was his local route. And he was like, what are you doing here? Mm-mm-mm. And so luckily he put me in the car and dropped my black tail off the school. Thank you. Take your little trap, your little wannabe house. trap queen ass off. Take Damn. your ass right back the way you need to be <laughs> school. Thank you, so y'all little young girls, don't be skipping school. That one day you're going to mess around and catch a charge for no reason. <laughs> Good That's Thank great you, sound advice. Great sound advice coming from Florida. I like that. Okay. Uh, can, can I just go back to the brother whose mom was 66 years old? What about him? And he was 36 years old. What about him? And his mom was selling crack. Her, his, his mama should know better. His mama was twice his age. Okay? If anybody should know the consequences of crack cocaine bro. in our communities, it's a 66-year-old woman. Bro, you ain't let your mama get locked up or you going to take it? Depends. <laughs> Depends on what? That's your if, mama. If she was selling crack, then I ain't got nothing to do with that. What? I'm going I'm to I'm I'm take a... Imagine your mama selling crack and you out here living your best life. Like, you actually are doing what you're supposed to be doing. But for whatever reason, your mama decided to be selling crack at 66. I'm going to go to jail for her because she made poor choices. That's your mama. Please. Holy cow. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You crazy and as hell. And why mama selling crack? He said have 20 jobs so his mama ain't got to sell no crack. Hey, man. It's, 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 some people, sometimes it's old habits die hard. I'm going to take that charge for mama, man. No, you're not. 66-year-old? No, you're not. 66, how much time she really going to do? <laughs> Yo, <right>. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. 66, how much time she really going to do at 66? I would 66? think his mom wouldn't want him to either, though. <laughs> the clock is ticking, man. Ticking, hey, All right? Mama. Clock is ticking. Now, life, 66, you in the two-minute warning, bro. <laughs> <You> right, <laughs> all right, well, how much time? Hey, she'll be all right. We got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Fat Joe. He said Herb Gotti is a sucker. Let's find out why. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I don't know what you got going on today, bro, but stop following me. Stop repeating my words, okay? You, Rashawn, has got me following me since this morning. Let me tell you what this dude did to me this morning, yo. He held the elevator for me, and he kept saying, come to the... He was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. When I get to the elevator, he's standing right at the front of the elevator, so I got to run into him. 
It's like, yo, what's up with you? I then I walk to the refrigerator. He's like, don't think I'm following you. I just need to go to the freezer too. Stop. Yo. Cut it out. I held the elevator <clears throat> for you, which is a polite thing to then do. Then you tried to hold me. I did not try to, yo. Cut did, it out. I did not try to hold you. Cut yo. it out. Did you get on and brush past him? I walked. I had, to, I had to. I had to like do a spin move, like I was on Madden or something. I had to hit the hit a spin move, like I'm running back on Madden or something. I had to. I'm not doing this with you today. Not today. This guy was trying to get an offensive foul. Yo, shut up. Man. Trying Let's to get... draw a charge. I saw what you was doing. <laughs> Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Fat Joe. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Irv Gotti and Ja Rule were on Drink Champs, and a lot of things that went viral had to do with Irv Gotti talking about his relationship with Ashanti. And people are wondering, why does he keep on talking about it? Here is what originally happened on Drink Champs. I can get past you wanting to be with Nelly. Sounds like you didn't get past that. I'm just being honest. <laughs> listen, listen. You want to you wanna hear how I found out? How did you find out, sir? I was at home. Uh-huh. And there wasn't no Twitter or Instagram back then. I was at home. Okay. Listen to this shit. This is God wanted me to find out. I was at home. NBA package. I like watching sports. Oh, my God. What's this commotion going on in the stadium? Mm. We just found out what the commotion is. Nelly has walked in with the shanty. <laughs> Oh that's now, that's not what I, I know. I, did I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, go too in depth in it. But he said a lot more about Ashanti on Drink Champs. And Fat Joe thinks that this is sucker ish that he's doing. Fat Joe went on live, and here's what he had to say: Irv Gotti is sucker man. Whatever Irv has with Ashanti is twenty years old. It felt like he's not over the the young lady, right? And so also we didn't know that they was. F- Right? Because the whole time, I'm there. I've never seen them together like that. Now, I'm not saying they wasn't. They was. But don't need to know. Now, it's okay if it's on a documentary. You got to say your truth for your documentary. But to go to Dream Chance and um, keep calling her a bitch. Um, Like, I'm not telling stories about a girl I was with 20 years ago. In fact, I hope you die. <laughs> what is what is <laughs> what did Joe mean by that, that info? What did he God, mean? Harsh. And <laughs> I will say, uh, yes, he did keep saying I bitch in the him. episode. And then later on, he was like, you know what? I didn't mean it. I don't mean bitch like that. I'm saying it like, you know. In a, he. I think just, Irv is self-aware enough to look back on that Drink Champs episode and agree with Fat Joe. It's actually a drink. Yes, I think that because cause, cause talking about Poom Poom from 20 years ago is wild. When I seen it, I thought it was whack too. Like LeBron, well, LeBron wasn't even in the league. Bragging about LeBron rookie season, Poom Poom is nuts. Well, here's what Fat Joe had to say uh, more about Irv Gotti. Kind of brings less credibility to everything else you say. And uh, let me tell you something. Irv Gotti, he did discover. Irv Gotti did make it a hits. Did shoot the video. Right? I mean, the man did it. He's a genius. It's a fact. He signed DMX. He signed Jay-Z. He signed John. The man's a genius. He's a genius. There's no question. But he make himself look crazy disrespecting her. And the woman never really disrespected him. 
Yeah, you've never heard Ashanti say anything. Everything Joe yeah. said was absolutely positive. Everything, facts. Yeah, everything Joe said was a fact, and you know, and they used to be they cool. Uh, well, they used to be cool, but they used to be cool. But I just, I, when I seen it, I was like, that's that's weak. I just you know don't ruin your legacy, King. You know that's what I would tell Brother Irv because like your legacy is stronger than that. Like, and I don't see what any of that has to do with the Murder Inc. story. Like the Murder Inc. story is powerful. We don't need those extra details. Like, how does that make the story any more stronger? And yeah. I and I also agree with Fat Joe. If it's in the documentary and it's part of that. You know, I think that's, that's I mean, if maybe it was part of the I think story, that's all whack. Maybe. Honestly. I mean, you, you think Irv is the first person, to, him, you think him and Ashanti the first executive artist to be doing stuff like that? But like I think that? if it's relevant to the story, you know. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't I can, see how it is. I can under, I can understand. I haven't seen the documentary, so I can't say whether or not it is. Yeah, I'm in the doc. Um, I'm in the doc that's coming out. But I, I I just don't see how that's relevant to the to the murdering story. But I can't say until I see it. If there's some type of relevancy of telling right. your story and that's, you know, it plays into something that went on. Because on Drink Champs, he was talking about the raid and why, personally, that situation affected him, you know, with Ashanti stepping away and separating herself. Man, but you could say all, you could say all of that without saying that y'all slept together. You could say that you just thought y'all was family and, you know, you expected more loyalty than that. You don't got to say y'all slept together. Everybody has situations, and that was 20 years ago. I just thought that was whack. I think Joe was mad at Ja, too, right? Didn't he say something about Ja? He was mad that Ja didn't defend her? Uh, uh, you know, Ja Rule was lightweight trying to defend her but it could have been like all right that's enough let's move on let's keep it going yeah i thought it was whack all right now congratulations to Nicki minaj she is getting the michael jackson vanguard video award honor from mtv so congrats i'm on the clues bombs from Nicki minaj absolutely the president of music music talent programming and events paramount and chief content officer Music, Paramount Plus. Bruce Gilmer, he's the um, president of all of that. He said Nikki has broken barriers for women in hip-hop with her versatility and creative artistry. She has shifted the music industry and cemented her status as a global superstar with her crossover appeal, genre-defying style, and continuing to be unapologetically Nikki. So congrats. And I saw Missy Elliott also congratulated her as well. And so uh, Missy had also previously gotten that Video Vanguard Award. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't right. she have a single coming out this week? Is it this week? Her single? Her new single is coming out? And yes, and Queen Radio also. That's all going to be coming out. Um, okay. The next episode of Queen Radio is going to air on Thursday at 7 p.m. And then the new music. So get ready for that. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, I need all these GOP lawmakers calling uh, for the, the, the fund the FBI to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them, even though I agree with them. We'll talk about it. All right. Before after the hour. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When it's time to get with someone special, the best way to do it is with Magnum Large Size Condoms. That gold foil wrapper is a badge of honor, and it means you're protected. And you take care of things with comfort. Except no... We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Substitutes, bring the pleasure with the gold standard. Magnum, large size condoms. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. Of the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? 
Well, donkey today for Tuesday, August 9th goes to Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, and all the other several Republican lawmakers calling for the FBI to be destroyed and defunded. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, yesterday, Dope 45, President Donald Trump's Magalago residence was raided by the FBI. Oh, the alphabet boys pulled up because, as you know, the Justice Department has two known active investigations connected to Trump. Okay. Uh, one uh, is on his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. You know, the attempted coup that happened back on January 6, 2021, and the other involving the handling of classified documents. This is what this raid was about, the classified documents part. Listen, I saw mad people celebrating yesterday, and it's a damn shame that we live in a country where now we celebrate folks for doing the bare minimum. Okay, the FBI was doing their job. Now, I'm happy that it happened because I like being right. All right. I have no problem being proven wrong, but I like being right. And one of the four things I've been saying that needs to be done to protect democracy as we know it is to prosecute everyone involved with the insurrection on January 6th, even if one of those people is a former president. Okay, treason cannot be tolerated. If you don't make an example out of every single person who had a hand in this attempted coup, then all this, you know, attempted coup was is a training exercise for the next one. So it's good to see the FBI doing their job, but job not finished. Okay, remember when the Lakers was up 2-0 in the 2009 NBA Finals against the Orlando Magic and they asked, they asked the late, great Kobe Bryant why wasn't he happy and he replied, what's there to be happy about? Job's not finished. That's exactly how I, I feel in regards to the feds raiding Magalago. Okay, until there's charges being filed, this is just noise. And if Trump doesn't get charges pressed against him, it just makes him more invincible. It makes him look more Teflon. So I see y'all online dancing and celebrating. Relax! All right, job's not done. But the reason... We are gathered here today is because a funny thing happened after the feds raided Magalago. Okay, members of the GOP's far right wing started calling for the FBI to be destroyed and defunded. Now, these are some of the same House Republicans who introduced uh, Back the Blue Act to fend off progressives pushing to defund the police. But now. They calling for the FBI to be defunded and destroyed. Man, that was hilarious to me because I have gotten on this radio and told y'all quite a few times that all these old institutions that are rooted in white supremacy are all Frankenstein monsters that will eventually cannibalize us all. So many of you have sat around and watched the evil these institutions have done to others, but you had to know at some point it would be your turn. This is what's happening here. Look, man, I'm all for it because it's impossible to have an internal reckoning of a country without an internal reckoning of its white supremacist institutions. OK, top law enforcement officials have said for a few years now that the biggest domestic terror threat comes from white supremacists. So it's good to see the feds raiding the house of a supremely white man who absolutely brought white supremacy back to mainstream politics and Trump's allies. Oh, they can't stand it. All right, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted to fund the FBI. Then she followed that up by tweeting, elections are how Americans solve political differences, not by radicalizing our federal law enforcement to take political enemies out. This is why we must protect election integrity. The Republican Party has been pushing and implementing legislation to keep black people from voting since they started letting black people vote. But now they want to talk about election integrity, please. That's a topic for a different day. Let me state a course. Arizona Representative Paul Gosar tweeted, we must destroy the FBI. We must save America. Paul, I agree with you. All right. Colorado lawmaker Lauren Boebert tweeted that she wanted the GOP to set up a select committee to investigate the FBI's politically motivated raid on Magalago and all the fraudulent persecution of President Trump from our government. End quote. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy tweeted a warning 
to the head of the DOJ, signaling that a GOP-controlled Congress would investigate the FBI's search of Trump's property. Wow. Wow. Let me take a sip of water. Hold on. Hold on. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, you know why they're reacting like this? They're reacting like this because the FBI was established back when marginalized communities had little to no rights. So who were these institutions designed to protect and who were these institutions designed to police? Well, I can tell you this. The white man system isn't built to prosecute whiteness. So they can't believe what they are witnessing right now. One rich, privileged, supposedly untouchable white man gets his house raided and now all of a sudden it's to fund the FBI? Never mind the fact that the FBI has been notoriously racist. The man that the FBI's headquarters is named after, J. Edgar Hoover, or as I like to call him, the HNKIC, head nigga killer in charge. This man was one of the FBI's founders and implemented so many discriminatory initiatives like COINTELPRO. You know COINTELPRO, you know. Uh, it was a series of illegal projects that encouraged government officials to infiltrate and dismantle many a civil rights movement. All right, this man spied on and stalked so many prominent black people because, in his words, he wanted to stop the rise of a black messiah. This man got Marcus Garvey deported, bruh. And allegedly, I have to say allegedly, okay, he got so many American patriots who happened to be black killed. Malcolm X, all right, the family of Malcolm X got a letter from a dying NYPD officer named Raymond Wood who admits that the FBI, along with the NYPD, were complicit in the assassination of Brother Malcolm. The FBI harassed Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They sent a letter to Dr. King encouraging him to kill himself. The FBI even sent out a memo saying it's clear that MLK is the most dangerous Negro in America and we have to, we have to use every resource to destroy him. Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I agree, to fund the FBI, okay? Yes, Paul Gosa, we must destroy the FBI. I am with y'all. Okay, do I even have to tell y'all about Fred Hampton and Mark Clark, two leaders of the Black Panther Party who were gunned down in an FBI-coordinated raid while they were sleeping? Come on, man. The FBI has been doing stuff like this to black people for years, and J. Edgar Hoover was celebrated for intentionally infiltrating and sabotaging black civil rights groups. But never, ever have I heard lawmakers saying the FBI needs to be destroyed and defunded for any of that. But as soon as the pressure gets Put on a privileged white man just a little bit. Now it's time to defund the FBI. Well, damn it. Tell us how to help you. <laughs> Tell us how to help you do that. Because this is long overdue. All right, I agree with every single member of the GOP. Yes, they are the biggest hypocrites, but I would rather look at it as a, as a change of heart. Okay? And let's figure out how to dismantle this historically racist institution. I'm with it. Okay? And I'm happy that y'all are finally seeing what black people have known about the FBI forever. Now, one thing's for sure, two things for certain. Crackers really can't handle getting treated like niggas. Cracker ass cracker! Please let Chelsea Handler give all these hypocritical GOP lawmakers who are screaming to defund the FBI the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. You know, uh, if you go to Paramount Plus, uh, the first season of my show that was named The God's Honest Truth, this, the second episode I did was called Only the Feds I Fear. And I you know, talked about this historically racist institution called the FBI. So I have no problem with anybody screaming to defund and destroy the FBI. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, thank you for that dog here today. Mm -hmm. Next, when we come back, Royce the 5'9 will be joining us. Of course, you know Royce the 5'9, lyricist, rapper, used to be uh, signed to Eminem, part of the Slaughterhouse group, well, with uh, Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz, and Joe Button. So we're going to talk to him when we come back. All right, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us today. Yes, indeed. We got Royce the Five Nine. Welcome back, brother. What's up? What's up? What's up? Who else we got, my Royce? 
This is my brother Courtney Bell. Mm-hmm. He's a little artist, Courtney Bell. Yeah, yes, my longtime friend and partner, Kino. Kino, who y'all, who y'all talk Kino, to many times. So what now you been up to, Royce? How's everything been? I've been adjusting, man. Adjusting to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's tough. You know what I mean? So I've been trying to keep myself mentally, mentally stable. Mm-hmm. The biggest lesson I learned about myself is I, I don't need to be speaking all the time. I'm trying to get my filter together. I'm trying to protect, learn how to protect my energy. So that's the biggest adjustment that I've been making. And then music, you know, I'm always making music, you know. So right now we got a project called The Heaven Experience where I actually, I took over ownership of a lot of my masters dating back, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I feel is super important now. You what know was the what process I mean? of getting it back? Was it, you know, some people have to wait a certain amount of time. Some people had to pay. Some mm. people it was just a conversation. So what was the process with you getting your masters back? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> conversation but time you, and Yeah, pay. yeah. But you know, when you, when you have, when you sign you know from our era when we did deals it was standard for the labels to have control of the master for like seven years mm-hmm. and then some of it was oh let me buy that back mm-hmm. and then some of it, it you know it was all three do you talk to a lot of the detroit artists because detroit is a new wave of, of artists coming out mm-hmm. do you get a chance to speak with the, the younger artists and say hey this is how you should be signing your deals or is it one of those things when you're young you're like ah f- that we know what we're doing anyway Nah, I, I speak to him as much as I can. This is one of them. Okay. <laughs> this, this dude is like enlightened beyond his years. But there's a few artists that I kind of mentor, not to the degree of him, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of companies, they come with a bag of money. They don't have much to offer, but since they have money up front and they're catching these guys at a time where they kind of need money or mm-hmm. they feel like that they need money, it's already in the contract. I actually read somebody's proposal. And it said, we will have ownership of the master in perpetuity. Mm. And then we'll split everything 60, 40, 60, us, 40, you, and give you a $5,000 advance. And um, he was thinking about signing that. For $5,000? God damn. Because that's the opportunity, be, though. Yeah, because we don't. 5000 Number one, we program to think short sighted. Correct. We have no kind of like idea of how to place value on that master so early on. We don't know what it's going to be worth until it comes out and then it goes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, damn, okay. Now I know a little bit more. Correct. Now I want to go get the master back. Now mm-hmm. it's the same old song and dance publicly from a public platform. You bashing some company or something like that, right. which that don't look good either. It's an investment. The problem is we don't always understand the complexity of the deals. But you can't be mad. You can't be mad at it. You have to have an attorney. So that means your attorney looks over that paperwork in most cases. Yeah, but your attorney is their attorney. That's right. We got. We, I give you an attorney. It's just an attorney to label you <laughs> yeah, all the time. You can have an attorney. But you know how that conversation came up in the car? Huh. I said, do you think it's possible for me, a black man, mm-hmm. to cultivate a real meaningful relationship with an artist and own his masters? And I said, yeah. He but said for, no. For, periods of, for any period of time. I, th- I think so. Is there is there any point where that artist is going to get a little bit wiser, a little bit bigger, and then look look at it in retrospect. Is it possible for him or her not to harbor I, some you resentment? To negotiate, I, I, though. Yeah, I huh? agree with you, you Royce. negotiate though. Like, when that artist catches that hit, it has to be a point where it says, okay, I made my money back off the investment because it's not mm-hmm. just $5,000. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for travel. You got to pay for wardrobe. That's the You're biggest part. You're paying for traveling. You're so paying for What would your shows. renegotiation be? It depends how big the record is. Like, for perfect example, right? Cardi B. Mm-hmm. When Cardi B was first signed, they put a lot into Cardi B, but then she took off. That should have been a renegotiate right then and there. 
Mm. You got the one of the biggest female artists. I give it half the company. But then what happens mm. when you got five Cardi B's on your label? Exactly. And now that's you, what I was going to say, too, about so the masters conversation. It's about the investment you put in them. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want none of your masters if, if I didn't make a large investment. But if I made a large investment, eh, I can see why. I got to right. get it back. And mm-hmm. we're going to be held to a different standard than the labels would be. Yeah. yeah. You hear the way mm-hmm. talk about Hove, Puff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. don't nobody yes. talk about Lior. Don't mm-hmm. nobody talk about none of these labels. Correct. But let Ho do something, let Chug do something, let any of us do something, mm-hmm. then it's just like, oh man, you wrong. How could you do that? You know what I mean? And but I- when you invest in somebody, you're paying for everything, right? So you're paying for studio time, mm-hmm. you're paying for them lights to be on, you're paying for the engineer, you're paying for the food, the per diem, the water, traveling, hotels, wardrobe if they don't have it. Now, he has to make a record. If that record don't pop, you don't get none of that money back. Mm-hmm. So, and you're doing it on some family and that creates a, a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. That's why I ask in the context of building, cultivating a relationship. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we do everything on some on some family shit, You know what I'm saying? So it's difficult to be able to do that kind of business and cultivate a relationship. Is that the other problem, too, though, that uh, black executives do do the family thing? We're a family. We, we we rock for life. We bad boy for life. Isn't that it just be more business? That's what it always feels like. Even when, like, you, you look at Meek signing the Ross or... Drake and you know Nikki signing the Wayne. It's a family. Mm-hmm. It's a family when we win. Yeah. But then when you start throwing them bricks out, then it's f that person that you just called your mm-hmm. family. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I don't. I, I don't have nothing to say to that because <laughs> I, I mean, but we it's, it's, we want. Family. It is kind of what it is. That's man. where we come from, though. In our culture, we come from broken families, so the ability to make money with our family it ain't just music. I mean, it's, it could be the dope game too. But at the end of the day, it still starts with leadership. I went out there when, when Puff was working on the Press Play album. Mm-hmm. I went out there to work for him. And this nigga had me in a, like a MIDI room just writing verses over and over and over again while he was in the big luxurious A room with all of his celebrity friends and shit. And I was just like, man, this ain't paid me. You know what I'm saying? Like this grimy. About 10 years later, after I was a little wiser, I looked at him in retrospect, man. I had to hit him on the DM. I didn't have his number. I had to hit him on the DM, man, and tell him how much I appreciate him, how much I took from that. Like, it was because of that process that I started to rewrite in my own creative process. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I didn't rewrite my own shit this much. Why don't I approach mm. my shit with this same kind of intensity? I pulled that from it and just the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, man, we take for granted the opportunity. And I looked at him and thought about how many great things he's contributed to the culture and how much all of the bad stuff or the quote unquote bad stuff is always placed in front of us. Same with Baby. I wish I could call Baby and Mm -hmm. tell him how great I think he is. You know what I mean? Because it's like, every time you hear about these guys, it's all, they they on drugs. They doing this, kissing this in the mouth. This doing this. But it's like, bro, these have been existing since 1997. Nah, If that was anybody else, from any other culture of people, the m****s would be, they would be they running the universe. No, you're right. We have, we have to appreciate, even Dame, I was, I seen Dame this weekend, and I was on a panel with him, and in the middle of the panel, I had to say thank you. And he was like, for what? I was like, back then when I was doing mixtapes, even though it was like 99, I was like, you had an opportunity to do the Rockefeller mixtapes with Clue, with SNS, with Flex, mm-hmm. but you said you wanted a young DJ at the time and you picked me. And I was like, thank you. Because mm-hmm. you were cheaper. You know, he was shocked that I said thank you, but I was like, you know what? When you grow a little bit, you you really understand how how grateful it was to have that opportunity. Because mm-hmm. we don't have those opportunities. Yeah. You know? But I will say though, ten years ago you wasn't no new <laughs> Royce. No, 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 no. Hey. no. No, I was saying yeah, ten years. Yeah, have you in the B room now? You ain't no new. Yeah. No, no, no. 
I was saying 10 years later from mm-hmm. when that was. Oh, okay. You remember the press play album. Yeah, album. but even with that, it, Roy should, the five nine should have been treated with a little bit more respect, I think. No, no, no. I was on a private jet with him. We went to town. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's just when we was up at Daddy's house. You remember how long ago yeah, Daddy's yeah, house yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got more with Royce to five nine. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Royce to five nine. And I gotta ask. Slaughterhouse, are y'all back on good terms? I, I I don't know what month this was, what week it was. I happened to turn it was on early this year. Instagram and I seen y'all arguing on Instagram. You would have you would have you were the middleman. You were the one trying to calm things down and they were going back and forth and I just turned it off. I was like, I can't see these brothers arguing anymore. So y'all back good? I, I mean I can never say that we bad. You know what I mean? Like they listen, man. We built we spent ten years together, man. Damn near every day building something special. You know what I mean, and it just it it just ended in a very unfortunate way, but I can't just sum it up like that. Now we haven't spoken. Two of the guys, Crooked and Joel, made some made some decisions that you know we can't really come back from in terms of business. That's really it. Decision was they decided to do their own group or do their own thing together. I'm gonna give you the short version. But me and Joe are sitting around minding our own business, and we look up and they they start rolling out a project. The project was called The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. Mm. They put this project out, and the project is announcing to the world that the group is over. And this is why we had already went through a long negotiation with, with Shady to pull the group off the label so we can do things moving forward, so we can make another album, so we can relaunch merchandise, so we can relaunch everything Slaughterhouse. So y'all were going to do another album. Even Joe was going to do get in the studio and do another album at that time. Absolutely. Okay. The whole album was basically about how Joe not gonna rap. Crooked came to the table with a with a deal idea. We didn't want to do it, so they over it. They're done. The group is done. And I just felt like that was a hell of a thing to blindside me with as a friend mm-hmm. and as a business partner. Because number one, if the group is gonna be over, that's fine. Things end. Just let me know that. Or if you're gonna go public and say that you're done with the group, that's cool. But don't just go public and just announce that the group is done. I expected more out of Crooked. I, I didn't have as much of a problem with Joel because, you know, me and Joel always been been cool, but me and Crook, I thought we were better than that. You know what I mean? So it was more of a personal thing, you know what I mean? But I, I can't I can't bring myself to a point where I can get on a public platform and bash any of them, though. You know what I mean? I got too much love for them. Mm. And I think the amount of love I got for them is what made me so disappointed. Bun told me, like, when we first, when Slaughterhouse first became a thing, he called me and said, <clears throat> Anytime I ever aired out anything publicly, if it involved family, I always regretted it. Mm. And that always resonated with me. Since that conversation, I've went and done that probably 50 times. And I, <laughs> and I regretted it every time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's one of the things that I'm working on. So to answer your question, no. Mm. No more Slaughterhouse, but still nothing but love, always. I respect everything that you said. And, and I feel like that should have been an easy conversation for Crooked and Joel because Joe don't want to rap. So if you don't want to rap, there's no slaughterhouse. So why shouldn't yeah. they be able to go do their own project? Well, well, it's easy to paint Joe as that because of how many things he said publicly. But when we're having conference calls and he's a part of every call and we're having creative conversations about what we're going to do next, you know what I mean? He was going to get back in there and do it. Joe's thing is I'm retired. doing I'm in the content space, but I'm really into ownership right now. I will rap and Slaughterhouse if we own it. It can't be on Shady. And if we decide to take it to another label, I would be particular on how we 
would do that deal mm-hmm. because we already built it. This is something mm-hmm. we built already. As y'all should. And I agree. It shouldn't just sit on Shady. If Shady doesn't want to release it, then this is respectfully because I love them too, mm-hmm. always. So to get to that point with Joe being way more knowledgeable, obviously myself being way more knowledgeable, and then just having it in our possession and for them to just jump the gun like that because of a deal that he put on the table, which he, that's never been his role in the group. But I mean, anything that anybody put on the table, I would consider it. But I think that we should be allowed to ask questions, right? All right, well. If I put something on the table for us and you ask questions, or even if you say no, does that mean everything is over? Or does that mean we go to another label? We that's hadn't right. talked to any other labels yet. We hadn't even talked to a label in that situation. We talked to a guy who was talking to a label. We never had nothing on paper. There mm-hmm. never was a proposal in black and white for us to look at. It was just a conversation. He didn't like how the conversation went. Mm-hmm. So he decided, them, we're going to go do this. Playing devil's advocate, right? Do you feel like... you know White devil's advocate. White devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> we know Joe is doing well. With, with, with his content creating everything that he's doing you're obviously doing well could it be a, a situation where maybe Joel and Cricket weren't doing as well because the group was so much financial for them I mean y'all were going on tours y'all, I don't think y'all ever really got the money that y'all deserved yet mm-hmm. you feel like maybe that was their way of saying look I gotta feed my family at the end of the day possibly and I mean listen that makes it even worse because it's like bro if that's what it was we who you supposed to have been talking to Mm-hmm. I understand the ups and downs. So if it's if this is a downtime, because there's been plenty of, of things that I've done that I've done. Because I one of the, one of my rules in the group was I don't like I'm not doing any three man shows. All members got to be there. It's been plenty of times Joe couldn't make it where they were like, Yo, listen, we need you to come do this because we need the money. And I did it. Like Royce is gonna be playing. It was a bad deal. Mm-hmm. There were times when when Joe was ready to rap and we couldn't get Crook to rap. They don't talk about that. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like well, I couldn't crook rap. Crook, crook always ready to rap. Crook didn't want no. See, see what I'm saying? See, see, people got the wrong impression about people, and that's mm-hmm. why Joe is easy to paint as a certain thing. He's and, an easy target. Yeah, and Crook and Joel look like they look like the the blue collar guys. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know the guys who you know willing to roll their sleeves up all that. Mm-hmm. Crook, he had his ways about him the whole time. He's always had some issue with Joe that he wouldn't address. It was always in the air. I, I'm, I can't quite put my finger on what that was, but this <laughs> getting made Joe diss records. He didn't did all type. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People just didn't hear him. And there was a time where he was like, "Nah, I ain't rapping." Nobody went out and, and put out an album about him not rapping and, and saying that the group is over with. It, it's just it's messy. And then on the business side, it's like, "Yo, you you not up our you up your too." Mm-hmm. And then you know, like during the whole process. You had to paint me in a certain light in order to be able to do that. And I'm just trying to figure out what what did I do to deserve that? Yeah, and I mean, there's no reconciling because I, uh, I heard people getting invited to the Frank stand. I never did. Didn't somebody say yeah. SMD on one of those calls? Well, oh, no, no, Joe. Was no, Joe. <laughs> one of those, I was no, like, no, Joe said, Joe it was said, the Frank stand. Joe, yeah, Joe <laughs> said that project, that project at SMD. He, he said that project. Yeah, that project could suck my yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe it was the project. So yeah, maybe that's not. That's just yeah. When, when I started yeah. seeing all lives, like you know what enough. That was just, that was just some Joe to say though. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it wasn't like Joel know how Joe talk. You know what I mean? So that wasn't that wasn't really nothing. That was one of them things where you can take it you can take it super super offensive and personal if you if you choose to. But Joe Joel said a lot of he said a lot of weird stuff too. You know what I mean? Like everybody played their part. I'm I, I'm. I hold myself accountable for the for the part that I played too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's a what little. What part late. did you play? You think? 
I mean, you making it hard for me because I don't do much wrong, Charlie. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just, um, I did that thing that I that I was talking about. I went on Joe's show and I I was frustrated, and my reaction to what they did caused Crip to react to how I reacted. What he said made me block him. It made me block him on social media and made me block his number because I I don't I love him too much and I don't want nothing else to get said that's gonna put me up there. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. And I don't feel like there's anything that should go on in the rap space that should even bring you to that. You know what I mean? But we all we we all guarding something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like we all guarding whether it's our egos. We come from environments where the measuring stick, the cool, is some souped up tough guy. Shit. You That's know right. what I mean? Like everybody's like, watch how you talk to me, respect me. But everybody ain't being so respectful. I get you it. know so. Well, we appreciate you brothers for joining us. Good to see y'all, brothers. Guys in the earth. It's the that? Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, the responses are rolling in to If I Get Caught Cheating by Division, and here's Candy and Tiny's response. Payback won't be right now So I suggest that you pipe down Or I'll go out and get piped down Come back to see you for a wipe down Ow. It's darker than a cheating <laughs> What makes you think I'll stay with you? If you get caught cheating What makes you think I want to? What makes you think I want you? I'll pack your dishes Okay, response. We knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. Come back for a white down. Hurts. All right. Now, Carisha, a.k.a. Young Miami, was on social media clearing up some rumors. She had put on Twitter, I'm really having a mental breakdown right now. Haven't slept in days. Like, I'm tired AF and don't feel like doing nothing today. My energy is off. She went on Instagram Live over the weekend to clear up any misunderstanding about what she's going through. And here's what she said. I had a mental breakdown because of something that I was going through in my personal work life. Like, about work, like, something that I was going through it had nothing to do about a man. Y'all really think I'm that but we can have a breakdown about a man and get on the internet and tweet It's never at the Like, people go through real life. Y'all really get on the internet, make things up, and then be hard down arguing in the comments about it. Like, oh, yeah, no, I'm saying, y'all don't know me. Shut up and stop speaking for me. Like, y'all see that I'm not my. Toes, that girl is like a whole white skin. I mean, light skin girl. I am a brown skin girl. That's not. She was clearing up some rumors, so she was not having a mental breakdown over Diddy, because that's what people were saying. Then they were also saying those were her toes in the video. If you saw Kevin Gates looking on, on some toes, she said that's not her. Well, it happens, man. And when it happens, you got to disconnect. The brain gets tired. Same way your body will let you know when you are physically exhausted, you can be mentally exhausted too. All right. Now, here's another thing that happened. Kiz Daniels, and he was just recently on The Breakfast Club. He was allegedly arrested in Tanzania after failing to show up for a paid concert there. <clears throat> and so uh, fans were very upset. They actually went to the <coughs> venue. He didn't show up. And then there was video that circulated of them trashing the show's venue. That video did trend. And then there was a, a video of him being led into a police vehicle. So uh, here is what happened when he missed the show. I beg for this! 
Kizania, you going for it. You going for it. You cause the damage to this country. You must go for it. So people were upset that uh, he didn't do it. And if you recall, when he was on The Breakfast Club, he was explaining a show that he was five hours late for in the DMV, and people were very upset when that happened. But he gave his explanation up here. Here's what he said happened in that situation. So I got my passport on that day, got on the plane that same day, just me. Now, the rest of my team back home, like um, the management, um, no one got their visa, just me. Mm -hmm. So I traveled all by myself. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You really yeah. tried to make it. I went straight on stage. Wow. With the same outfit I traveled with. And, and you might be in your own head about it too much, like, because the audience might have loved it. Trust me, they did not love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were throwing things at the stage no. and everything. No! No, they were not booing. No, 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 no they but they were, mad, the you, they were mad that you were late, that's all. But I'm saying, yeah, once, once you got the there, show. they weren't enjoying the show? They loved the show. Okay, okay. But thing is... The know, tweets. The tweets. Gotcha. And it wasn't long around. enough. I think, I think they just wanted tweet. more. Yeah, they wanted a longer show. But the venue was like, you have to shut you down. Now, that's two different incidents, right? Yeah, this was when I said he was in the DMV, and he was late for that show, five hours late. This incident was in Tanzania. He didn't show up at all, and they're saying that he got arrested uh, for not showing up. People were paying like $5,000 for a table, and so people were throwing bottles. They were very upset about that. So I'm sure at some point we'll find out what really happened, but uh, Twitter was going crazy over his no-show. All right, now let's talk about Kanye. As you know, uh, he posted Skeet Davidson dead at age 28, and then in smaller print underneath it, it's like a fake cover of the New York Times. Kid Cudi meant to play funeral, but fearful of bottle throwers. And so uh, this is all following reports that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have broken up. Well, Pete Davidson, according to Page Six, uh, has been in trauma therapy largely due to Kanye's attacks on social media. An insider also told people the attention and negativity coming from Kanye and his antics is a trigger for Pete, and he's had to seek out help. And uh, according to other reports, uh, sources are saying that Pete Davidson proposed to Kim Kardashian before their breakup, before she ended their nine-month relationship, and everything was just moving too fast. Kim wanted to slow things down, and instead Pete proposed. He is devastated. Everyone warned him that he was going to push her away, but he didn't listen. Remember, this is the same guy that proposed to Ariana Grande after just a few weeks. Pete learned nothing from that relationship. He falls hard and he falls fast. You know, uh, posting that uh, Pete passed away is lame as hell because I feel like if you're not ready to die, why would you play with death? You shouldn't wish anything on anyone that you wouldn't want to happen to you. And is he going to do this to every single person that Kim dates in the future? Probably. Like, cause you can't, like, like, cause you you set the precedent. So now you're gonna do this to every single person which that is, she dates, which is wild, cause he's dating other women. Like, yeah, what if Kim harassed them? I don't get it. She would never. And rest in peace to Olivia Newton-John. Since we just said that, uh, people are devastated that she has passed away at the age of 73. We know her from starring in the classic movie Grease. Mm -hmm. And so, um, if y'all don't know Grease, here's a classic song from that summer loving. Crazy for me Let a boy Cute as me Summer days Drifting away To another summer night All right. Oh well, oh well, oh well And of course she co-starred with John Travolta In that movie He posted My dearest Olivia You made all of our lives so much better Your impact was incredible I love you so much We will see you down the road And we will all be together again Yours from the moment I saw you And forever You're Danny You're John She wasn't one of the pink ladies in Greece, right? Uh, she joined the pink ladies at the she end. She did? Yeah, I at did. the mm. end she ended up joining them Because yeah. remember they were trying to get her in yeah. And she was like kind of nerdy They were making fun of her And then at the end She ended up being cool And yeah. smoking a cigarette Rizzo was the leader of the pink ladies 
Right? Yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo was right? in it. Frenchie yeah. was in it. <laughs> All right, guys. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. That movie's amazing. Yeah. On Lip Service, uh, we had a whole discussion with Godfrey. That's one of his favorite movies ever. No, it is. It is. This takes on a whole new meaning, you know, as, as life goes on because of John Travolta, the whole Grease thing. But, you know. My goodness. All right. That is your rumor report. The People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Pay for it by NHTSA. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, I think there's 11, 12 days left to my car show out in Atlantic City. Uh, celebrity cars from, uh, of course, Trader Truth, Lynn's Garage, Verse, uh, everybody in New York, man. 50 Cent, Fat Joe, Fabulous, Little Uzi, Meek Mill, Jim Jones, myself, DJ Clue, just to name uh, some of the celebrity cars I will have. Kids 5 and under are free. We got amusement rides, uh, so many different games for the kids. It's going to be a family fun day. If you haven't got your tickets, please get your tickets. We're going to have a lot of fun that day. My family meeting your family, gaming trucks and all that. And listen, man, I want to tell everybody uh, in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, this Saturday, August 13th from 2 to 5 p.m., I'm having my sixth annual back-to-school supply giveaway and fish fry. We got book bags, we got school supplies, and we got free plates of fried fish while supplies last. It's going to be at Berkeley High School, 406 West Main Street, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, from 2 to 5 p.m. this Saturday, August 13th. Pull up, first come, first served. You know how we do around this time, man. Absolutely. Well. Now you got a positive note? Yes, I got a positive note, but I have one thing to say first and foremost. Uh, salute to Anita Kopax, man. Uh, Anita Kopax, she put out a book on my book imprint, Black Privilege, Simon & Schuster Publishing. Uh, it's called Shallow Waters, A Love Letter to Yimmy Ya. That book is available in paperback today. Nice. Okay, today, uh, the hardcover's been out for like a year, but the paperback uh, has been released today okay so shallow waters the love letter to yimmy ya we changed the cover up a little bit too the cover is uh blue now it was like a a red before but it's blue now shallow waters a love letter to yimmy ya available everywhere you buy books it's on amazon barnes and nobles wherever you get books so salute to anita kopax and make sure you go grab that paperback of shallow waters today now the positive note is simply this unless you're beyond any judgment what you think you're seeing is the other is usually a projection of yourself. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.